1: With Gonzaga officially bounced from the NCAA tournament, the national championship is up for grabs, and so is the bag with MyBookie. It's a betters market when the dogs are barking. The number one seeds lost to Arkansas proved that underdogs provide the best value. So take advantage and get some skin in the game with MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OUT OF BOUNDS to secure a first deposit 50% bonus up to $1,000, it's simple. Put in $200 and play with $300. Put in $1,000 play with $1,500. Just use promo code OUT OF BOUNDS to claim your bonus. Mobile or on the go, college ball or NBA, no matter the league, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands so you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit by using promo code OUT OF BOUNDS at checkout at MyBookie.ag. The Out of bounds Show is powered by the award winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, the SEC insider hit brought to you by Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, Dancing Rabbit, Pearl River Resort. Go play these or the Oaks, play them both, put down a bet at the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino, and enjoy a dinner at Mama M's. You'll go home fat and happy, I can promise you that much. You, you will not go home hungry from Mama M's. all at Pearl River Resort dancing rabbit golf club in philadelphia mississippi just an hour away from where we sit right now we go to the bucked up energy drinks guest line we welcome in espn college baseball analyst kyle peterson kp underscore omaha on twitter for those of you who partake in the nonsense and uh, we welcome kyle in on the bucked up energy drinks guest line. first hit of the college baseball season for kp so i'll start with the the overall question kyle uh you happy to be back in baseball season now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little bit more consistent weather pattern would be great, but I don't know why we would ever think that would change. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, you know, the, my first guy at Vanderbilt, Michigan, probably two weeks ago on a Tuesday. And I really hadn't – I just hadn't done the math in my head since I was walking up to the field. It was the first – regular season baseball game that I had done, college baseball game that I had done in person since 19. And that was a really weird feeling um, because we didn't travel last year except for the SEC tournament in Omaha. And then obviously the year before, right when we were starting to go out in 20 was when everything got shut down. Um, So, yes, I mean, (laughs) for a multitude of reasons, excited to, to uh, to have what appears to be and feels to be a pretty normal season, at least to this point.
1: That is crazy. I I guess I had not put that together that you had not been on a campus since 2019. Obviously, I knew y'all had done yeah. tournaments and Omaha and but man, not on campus for for almost three years or over three. That that is uh, I know for a junkie like you and myself that yeah. that is too long. <laughs> that is too long. So we're glad you're back. Now I know. Let's start with this one. I know you called Ole Miss, Tennessee. Was it Saturday's game? Uh, you called remotely. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. All right. Yeah. Now that you know, I don't know how Tony Vitello stole the 1940 Yankees or whatever and put them in, in Tennessee Orange, but um, I want you to touch on Tennessee. I want to get your thoughts on Ole Miss too, but uh, tell me what you saw from this weekend in uh, in that matchup of what was top five opponents.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like in Tennessee you were looking at the best team in the country, and, and I think Virginia is probably the only one has an argument to that right now based on the start that they've had. Because Virginia's been really offensive, and they've had a great start in the SEC, but uh, or excuse me, in the ACC. I haven't I haven't seen anybody as good as Tennessee. In fact, I was talking to a, a scout who had seen them. It was before the old Miss weekend, so it wasn't following that. That said, especially when they get Tidwell back, because I mean they may get two arms back that were thought to be weekend arms coming into the year. Um, that it's as good a college baseball team as he's seen in the last ten to twenty years. And I don't know where you find holes. I mean, you didn't know who was going to catch. I think Russell's been fine back there. He hasn't been great defensively, but he's going kind to of hit. Um, the few defensive holes that they had, they filled. Lipscomb, I don't know what the number is, but had 70 college at-bats maybe coming into the season, and he's gone. Like guys that have made monumental jumps. And it's interesting when you talk to Tony, he's like, yeah, we, we thought he had it at him and we thought he had it in him, but the reality is they had guys in front of him. And they stayed. I mean, in so many cases right now, if, if that's the situation, kids don't stay. But they stayed, and now they've got kids that are, are stepping into roles, maybe don't have a lot of on-field experience as far as game, but have been around the program for three or four years, and they've, they haven't they have missed a beat, man. They look really good.
1: Yeah, Tennessee looks, I mean, uh, for all intents and purposes, they look dominant um, through the first six weeks of the season. And it, it makes me think, Early on, kind of, I know Arkansas didn't maybe look quite as dominant last year as early, but the way Arkansas breezed through it felt like, you know, conference and non conference play. I mean, Tennessee looks like they're on the same type of war path. Um, they'll obviously hope that it ends in, in a little bit better ending than it did for Arkansas last year. Kyle Peterson, ESPN Baseball Insider on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks Guest Line. This is the Out of Bounds Show. All right, Kyle, I know it's hard to judge then Ole Miss because you say, well, ten, if Tennessee's the best team in the country, you know, losing to the best team in the country in and of itself is not a bad thing, but getting beat 26-7 to seven and not even being competitive in the first two games is, what did you see from Ole Miss this past weekend and really just through six weeks of the season?
0: I mean, I, I think for me it's actually fairly simple, and it's it's going to be how well does their weekend rotation throw. and that's it, because I think they're going to hit enough. And, and, I mean, listen, you're going to have weekends against Tennessee that, that against teams like Tennessee, Vandy, Florida, uh, and there's not as many big arms in the league as there was before, but there's still, I mean, Tennessee ran some out there. You're going to see some. Um, but you're going to have to win a 2-1 game. And and in order to do that, obviously, you're really going to have to pitch it. And they, they pitched it better in game three than they did the first two. But I think my, my biggest thing when I look at them, there's going to be enough offense. Obviously, they got enough guys that have been around the league that know the league. Uh, I think they're going to defend fine. I, I just My question is pitching. And really is is rotational pitching, and then to see how you can shorten the bullpen. So, if, if they can figure that out, then I think Ole Miss is right in the middle of the mix at the end of the year. But, um, you know, if, if they're chasing six, seven, eight-round deficits on the weekend, that usually doesn't work out very well in the league.
1: Yeah, no, you're right about that. And, you know, it's amazing. We've talked about this since this happened last year, um, and it took maybe time after the season to kind of look back and see it. But it still is remarkable that Mississippi State. Was able to do what they did out of the bullpen, with that plethora of arms. Given that their starting rotation never really solidified outside of of Bednar, McLeod started strong, fell apart um, down the stretch, never had a third guy, and and Bednar was was up and down a little bit through the season, then really came on at the end. Now I know every team is different, and that team had a a loaded bullpen, but Ole Miss's offense is it looks fantastic. I know they didn't against Tennessee, but they've put up incredible numbers for the most part this year is their staff pitching like do you see the pieces there that they can start to round into form and and finish yeah. strong okay so you do feel like it's there
0: yeah I think there's a, I'd be shocked and I, I haven't seen anything but just with my eyes and I know he had a rough one inning maybe against him but I, I think I'd be shocked if Elliot's not in a weekend rotation here in the next few weeks I, I don't know if they've announced this weekend whether they'll do it this weekend I didn't see a pitch last night honestly but um he fits for me. test tells me yes, he fits. The swing and miss is there. He's young. I mean that's that's what you get worried about. But I mean listen, Tennessee threw two two true freshmen over the course of the weekend and, and the stuff plays. I mean I think it's the biggest thing you gotta look at is when when you when you get into the weekend in this league, it's it's guys that have enough swing and miss um, that ultimately can really give you a chance. And and that is the one piece, and one piece can make a huge difference. I mean, you get one piece that can give you six or seven innings on a weekend. It totally changes the course of the weekend from an arm standpoint so i'd be I'd be surprised i guess if um if things continue the way that they are, if we don't see Elliott in the weekend rotation at some point, and then I think it gives them it gives him a chance. If guys are still struggling he's the the pedigree and the eye test fit for him. The walks are a little high, but whatever he's a freshman that's going to happen. but I do like his stuff a lot.
1: All right. Well, Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, ESPN college baseball insider, talking a little old Miss baseball. Let's jump to the other team in the state that we uh, we cover so heavily, Mississippi State baseball. Started rough would be the understatement of the century. They, you know, it's interesting for a club that had been so scrappy over the last eight years. It really felt like it felt this year early in the season they didn't know how to win the close games late. Now you get two walk-offs against Alabama. You almost steal the third game. Last night was a weird one. You're down four nothing, getting no hit through six five innings, and your your coach gets ejected. You find the momentum. You end up winning a midweek game that you know you you're, you can't lose those at this point, given what you gave up already in non-conference. What have you seen from this Mississippi State team through six weeks, Kyle?
0: Um, I mean, you know, you lose. You lose Sims, and and I think there's just a mental shock that goes with everybody, just because yes, he's your Friday guy, but he's also he's your guy. I mean, he's the one that people really rallied around last year. Obviously, there were others, but I think he was one of the main ones this year again, and that one stings. And they can still rally around him, but it's different when they can't go in the field. So, but clearly, I mean, it, it wasn't like they had a great <laughs> great few weeks before he went down. Um, it's kind of, for me, it's the same thing as as uh, as Ole Miss. I had him at Georgia, games one and three, and game one against Cannon. Cannon was a big leader that night. I mean, I don't care who you were going to throw out there. He wasn't going to give up much. Um, And I thought that that Preston Johnson looked fine. Honestly, I I think he looked like a a guy on the weekend that that you would be very, and they are very comfortable throwing out there. And in game three, they looked a lot better, and they got out of there with a win, and it's not that big of a deal. And um, I I don't – I understand the way that the season started, and I also understand the reality of just kind of fan base coming off of hey, we should be better than this feelings. Um, I think they're going to be fine. It's you know you don't replace Sims, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, I don't. I didn't see if Casey Hunt came back last weekend, but he, he could be a big. He
1: threw he yesterday. First first inning okay. last night. He threw one inning last night, so that's his first time and, back.
0: And I think I mean you ease him in. That's especially the. the the, the things that they have seen in the past with him, they think that the upside is very significant. So if you can get an arm like that back into the weekend in some way, then I think it lightens a little bit of the load of uh, of losing Landon. But offensively, I, I mean, I think you feel very comfortable with what that lineup is. I know maybe the numbers aren't there across the board, but I feel like the pieces are there. And, and at the end of the year, it probably feels like a fringe host team, which is Pretty good year when you're coming off a national championship and you lose the names that they did and Sims goes down, Um, and if if they're fighting to potentially host at the end of the year, be a high two seed, I think it's pretty damn good year.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's 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 hard to separate fandom from reality, isn't it, Kyle? Yeah, Uh, Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, before we go with the veteran, I want to ask you about a freshman, Hunter Hines, left-handed hitter. He's out of Madison, Mississippi, right here in our backyard. Um, he has taken Startville by storm at the plate. What do you, what do you have you seen? What do you like about number forty-four, Hunter Hines, for Mississippi State?
0: He just looks like a pure hitter. Um, he, um, I mean, I know obviously they rave about him, and to step into the situation he has with the names that surround him, and to hit right in the middle of that lineup, and. I think the biggest question you have for freshmen is power, and clearly he's crossed that off the list so far. So, um, yeah, I mean he has he has all the makings of kind of the next great left hand power hitter at, at Mississippi State, and Lord knows there's a there's a pretty good history of
1: those. Yeah, yeah, they've had one or two uh, come through. Starville. well, all right. Well, let's jump to the veteran side because this is a name that everybody had on their watch list, both the MLB prospects and then obviously Mississippi State fans. Logan Tanner, um, he's he. He came on at the end of the year last year on fire through the back, I don't know, five, six weeks of the season through postseason play. Started a little slow this year. Uh, From my unprofessional opinion, you know, maybe it was tough to get over the celebratory factors of winning a national championship and get locked in for the season. What do you make of Logan Tanner through this six week stretch? And is he still kind of in that path of couldn't be a top draft pick come? June or July.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he had an unbelievable offensive season, but it hasn't been bad. And I think catchers are kind of looked at differently anyway, um, because there's the the defensive component that maybe isn't quite as important as it was in the past, because not as many guys run and, and you know, it's pitch presentation is still really important, but at the same time, uh, the strike zone is kind of more the strike zone from what it used to be. But that being said, I, you know, he's, I'd be shocked if he's not one of the top four or five college catchers to come off the board and, is that a you know? It's it, for me. It's is that a first day pick? Is that a you know early second round, mid second round type guy? I, we'll see what the balance of the season looks like and what the other guys do. But he's going to hear his name called early, and I, I don't think that anything that he's done this year uh, would would sour the thoughts on him. I don't know that he's done anything that's taken him through the roof mm-hmm. from a draft standpoint, but I also don't think he's done anything that has negated anything there in the past. I mean, you watch him catch and throw; he crawls. He checks the box immediately. Um, The things that you would want to see from a hitter standpoint, it's there. Is he an elite collegiate hitter? No. But he's pretty darn good. And when you compare that with the type of catcher he is, he's somebody that you want in your organization, and he's somebody that I think we're going to see in the big league someday.
1: There you go. Kyle Peterson on Logan Tanner on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line talking college baseball with ESPN College Baseball Analyst. Uh, Let me ask you this perspective because I know – you are a junkie. I'm a junkie for college baseball, so we could go down the rabbit hole. But unfortunately, this is not a podcast I can't do that with. Um, so keeping kind of in the SEC footprint, we talked about Tennessee. Who else on on the in the SEC footprint are you looking at and you're going, they're contending not only to be maybe a host, but a national seed through six weeks of the season?
0: Dandy is for sure. Arkansas is for sure. For me, I mean, I think there were questions rotationally for Arkansas when Paulette went down, and their rotations look pretty darn good. And obviously, they've had a very good start. That that's uh, it'll be hands full. Who goes there? Is Ole Miss go there this weekend.
1: Ole Miss is at Kentucky uh, this weekend. Uh, states yeah. at Arkansas.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's you get your hands full of that one. They're,
1: you know, are they as complete as they
0: were last year? No, I mean nobody can when you lose cops, but um, they're, they're they're good. So, I I mean, the three that look like potential national seeds are Tennessee, Vandy, and Arkansas right now for me. Um, you know, those that if the second half of the season is really kind to them that can get in the argument, probably Florida, potentially will Miss. Uh, I'm not looking at the stat sheet, so I may be missing somebody, but those would be the ones that come in. I, this weekend, Vandy, Tennessee, this weekend is going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I had Vandy um, – a little bit surprised. Kid went complete game last night. A freshman, that I think we're going to see him on the weekend. I was a little bit shocked they let him go that far because I thought we may see him on the weekend. This weekend, um, you know, Vandy doesn't necessarily have the, you know, they have rocker and lighter. Than if, but they they they've got plenty on the weekend. Um, I like their position players. They're older, kind of like Tennessee's are. Got really chippy last year in Knoxville, <laughs> um, and so I, that one that's going to be kind of a point of view for me this weekend to watch those two. I don't have them. I've got Texas, Oklahoma, but um, that'll be fun. So I think those, for me, those three, when you fit into national seeds and probably another, mm-hmm. you know, two to three that are in there for hosts.
1: Okay, well, there you go. I do agree with that. That chippiness last year of Tennessee Vanderbilt was incredible. Um, I could have I could have watched that type of series all, all season long. So hopefully we get the same thing in Nashville. Speaking of Texas, you... A, that's crazy that you're getting Texas-Oklahoma and that'll be an SEC series in like two seasons, which will be fantastic. I mean, I can't – please, inject into my veins any of the uh, good SEC baseball teams going to Texas or to Oklahoma, right? That'll be awesome. Um, But did you see where Texas Tech stole home against the Texas Closer to win? Oh, yeah. Have have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, that's crazy. Well, the same kid hit a walk-off Grand Slam the next day. So, I mean, you, you think
0: about this, I, and I, I'm not, like, being facetious here. Like, I mean, you should send it spikes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. In back-to-back days, the same kid, uh, I think it's Kurt Wilson. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not screwing up his last name. But um, steals home when Texas pitcher doesn't even look. He was out of stretch. So they go crazy there, and the very next day, it was either the ninth or the 10th. I don't remember which it was. It's a walk-off grand slam. I mean, you, you couldn't – one of – either or is something you don't forget about the whole year. I've never heard of a walk-off steal a home plate. No. Um, but then to follow it up with a walk-off grand slam the next night against Texas, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty decent start to the series.
1: And then A&M beats Texas last night. Yeah. Um, what You know, Texas was the number one consensus team coming into the season. Mississippi State fans are very well aware of Texas. They played them 40 times last year, um, obviously the three in Omaha and the one to start the year, kind of a bookend thing. But, wh- you know, where is Texas? Because when you look at what Tennessee, like you said, in Virginia and even some of the other SEC teams are doing, man, Texas, I don't know. Are they Are they kind of wobbling on the line? of? Or do they have that winning grit inside them?
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, they lost a big arm on the weekend, no different than Mississippi State. But Tanner Witt – was I mean probably going to be a first rounder? Um, he blew out. I believe it was when they were in the uh, the tournament at Globe Life, so maybe second week of the year. And, and they're they're trying to fill a gap on the weekend. Texas would be fine. And the one that shocked me a little bit was losing a series at South Carolina. And you look at all the challenges South Carolina's had this year, and there there've been plenty. I mean, they got beat by Presbyterian last night. Presbyterian gave up 36 on Sunday. Um, but South Carolina has series wins over Vandy and Texas which is loud. Um, it, there's been some weird weekends for South Carolina over the course of the year, but Texas losing that one and losing to Texas Tech, I, I mean, to me, it, that's Texas Tech's good every year. Texas Tech is the most underappreciated college baseball team in the country. You just they, they keep showing up as a as a national seed, knocking on the door to Omaha. Um, but, no, I, I think Texas at the end of the year is probably going to be a national seed, and it wouldn't shock me if um, if they're one of the last ones standing in Omaha. They have all the pieces. Losing an arm hurts them, but they got plenty.
1: Well, there you go, Kyle Peterson, college baseball insider on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, talking a little college baseball. Are you ready to drop your Omaha 8, or do you need you need maybe one a couple more weeks to kind of look at things, see how they play out?
0: I don't, I don't play that game. <laughs> All that does is get everybody mad at you, and they're mad at me enough already, so. (laughs)
1: that's right I try to explain to people you you live the same life you can say one sentence and have 10 different fan bases mad at you it works the same on the rate I've learned it's the same thing over here we we say one thing and we got both state and Ole Miss mad at us so it doesn't matter
0: (laughs) no it's the life we chose
1: that's right that's right Kyle Peterson on the bucked up energy drinks guest line well KP we appreciate it we're gonna get you back as the uh, SEC season unfolds and uh, always exciting to talk a little college baseball with you, man. We'll uh, hopefully see you in Omaha with either the Dogs or the Rebs or maybe both.
0: Maybe Southern Miss. You oh, know. oh. Uh, all right, man. I enjoyed it.
1: Have I appreciate it, KP. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Kyle Peterson on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bound Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live in the Bank Plus Studio. Love having Kyle Peterson on the show, man. He kills it. KP absolutely kills it with the college baseball talk you heard it look tennessee's the best team in the country and it's not close i mean virginia's close but it's not close you know what i mean virginia good team tennessee is i don't i, I don't know what to tell you man i mean that roster is loaded so if you're old miss look you, you you take it you take it you got swept it happens state's been swept Ole miss has been swept before it happens doesn't mean the season's over it's tough, it's brutal, it hurts. I get that, but as we've talked about with the first series of the year with Mississippi State, I'll say it every year in baseball. If you're going to lose a series, let it be the first one, not the last one. If you're going to lose a series, fine, lose this one against Tennessee. Don't lose the last one in June, right? That's what matters most. That's where the money's made. Ole Miss is going to be in the middle of the host conversation. They're going to be on the fringe of the national seed conversation. And if they turn things, look, if they keep getting back into the rhythm that they were in prior to the Tennessee game, they got every chance to be a national seed. So both teams still with a ton of things to play for in front of them should be an exciting college baseball season. If you missed anything today, we got the out of bounds podcast. It's easy. Go to Apple podcasts, go to Google podcasts, go to Spotify, Spotify, Anywhere that you find your podcasts, we try to be there. And, of course, the Out of Bounds Radio app. It's free to download, free to use. You got the live stream and the podcast right there at the touch of your fingers. The Out of Bounds Radio app. You got to get it, man. You're living life wrong if you don't have it. For Bo Bounds, I'm Blake Scott. Thank you for riding alongside with us today. Hope you had as much fun as I did. Think, Think the man himself will be back tomorrow, but we don't want to prognosticate anything too crazy. But we will be here live and local. We'll have Steve Palazzolo at 8:30. That's right, Steve Palazzolo at 8.30. Maybe another guest at 9.30. We'll see. See how things go. For Bow Bounce, Everyone else out there in Radio World. I am Blake Scott. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. A little Ole Miss SEC baseball action this weekend. Rebs at Kentucky. Dogs at Kentucky arkansas you're going to want to stay tuned we'll have the uh the prognostications tomorrow out of bounds see you later